0: Big-time quarterbacks, big-time playoff game, two big-time hosts. We'll talk about it here in just a second on a crossover edition with the Chargers and the Jaguars.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you once again for joining Locked On Chargers and Locked On Jaguars for a crossover. I am Tony Wiggins. He is Daniel Wade, reminding you that it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen, reminding you also that we're free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you lock in, tap in, like, and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get us. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take you less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks. And we know you will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's one word, all caps. That's prizefix.com, promo code locked on.
1: What's up, Wade? What's going on with you, man? <laughs> What's up, man? Bigger stakes than last time these two teams matched up. You know, you're one of my favorites. I'm happy to be here today. Especially, I mean, we get a, a real treat. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, both the first time in the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun, so I'll get right to it and talk about the storylines. The storylines are that the Jaguars are novices and they're new at playoff action. Storyline for me is don't look that far because the Chargers, in my opinion, are as well. They've been the team that seemed like, just like Trevor Lawrence is the prince that was promised, it seems like on paper the Chargers have been the team that has been promised for such a long time. And it's one of those teams that if you look back through their history, Everyone talks about the fact that Green Bay, for the last 30 years, have had two franchise quarterbacks. The Chargers aren't shaking a stick. They had Drew Brees <laughs> and went to Phillip Rivers, and now, bang, they got Justin Herbert. So they're another franchise, in my opinion, that seems like we feel like they've accomplished a lot more than they actual have. They're not that far ahead of the Jaguars when it comes to playoff experience, though.
1: Yeah, you're right. I I mean, the last time this team made the playoffs, it did have some holdovers, but there was no Justin Herbert. He was still playing at Oregon, right? You do have guys like Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa that were still around then. But there's not a lot. I mean, most of this team is entering the playoffs for the first time. A lot of these young guys are going for the first time. And that, to me, is the biggest storyline for the Chargers. I mean, the first two years of Justin Herbert's career, it's like, yeah, he's great. He's setting records. But has he made the playoffs? Has he been able to take his team there? And, you know, I don't think anyone blames Trevor Lawrence, right, for not making it last year with Urban Meyer. And I think for both teams, it's, all right, are you going in the right direction? I think the Jags, you can argue that whether they win or lose, right? This is a hugely successful season for Doug Peterson turning this franchise around. For the Chargers, it doesn't seem that simple, and it's all centered around Justin Herbert. It's his first playoff game. That is what this is, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. As much as you know, they're not going to actually face each other, that's going to be the storyline in this one. And I think a lot of times it's people trying to prove themselves right. right? It's either being wrong about Justin Herbert or right. being right about Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one overall pick and the kind of differences that went into the draft process for both of these guys. Now Justin Herbert's here. He has his weapons. He has most of his offensive line. He has Keenan Allen, which he didn't have the first time, right? And that's what this is about to me. What can he do? The spotlight's on. He's been good in prime time in his career. But now is when he gets to silence the haters. Because, I mean, say what you want about Joe Burrow, he doesn't get that same talk if he didn't take his team to the Super Bowl last year. And at the end of the day, these wins are important for those narratives.
0: You're right. You're right. And uh, something that I mentioned earlier this week is, if you mention six or seven top quarterbacks for the future, not only are they in the playoffs, most of them are in the AFC so, yeah. it's almost as if if you don't have a quarterback, instead of saying, Oh, this is a bummer because this is the we finally get a franchise quarterback and now everybody else has one too. No, you better be looking at it like everybody has one. And you need to find one because if you don't, you won't have a chance. So, look at that. Look, it, it, if all the favorites win, right? Right. And I'm not including the, the, the Jaguars because I don't know what the line is. But if all the favorites win next week, whoever wins this week between Justin Herbert and and Trevor Lawrence, they're going to have to either go play Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or go play Joe Burrow. That's hard. Yeah. And and, and imagine if Lamar, if Lamar Jackson comes back, it's either Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. That's hard. And no matter who wins this game, that's a quarterback that no one wants to play because he's going to be hot coming in. I think between these two guys, because the three guys we just mentioned with Josh Allen and, and Mahomes along with Burrow, I think because they've gone further – okay, those are the three guys, and rightfully so, they're they're the three. Okay, normally it's the two, but then Burrow kind of pushed himself in there a little bit. He's beaten Mahomes three straight times. So now you get this next level, and that's the Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, even though Justin Herbert sort of at the top of that next list. That's where you get that. And so what you're saying is somebody's going to have a leg up in getting that next thing, having that next step happen, for them by winning a playoff game. It's going to be one of these guys. I got a feeling that Trevor gets a little bit more of a mulligan if he loses as opposed to your guy, because Herbert's been there already. And like I said, it seems like they've underachieved in actuality.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I do think, you know, if Trevor Lawrence goes out there and has a good game and they lose, I don't think anyone takes anything away from him. Mm If he was like Justin Herbert could go out there and let his defense give up, you know, 31 points, and he's still going to be taking some heat after it because so many people have been quick to put him in that upper echelon, put him with the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens. And in reality, he probably is that next step below. And I think for both of these guys, I mean, Trevor Lawrence this year, especially the back half of the season, Put himself in the conversation with Justin Herbert in the next tier below the next tier, right? Like he put himself there. Justin Herbert trying to knock on the door and say, hey, I am one of these dudes. Put me in that top four. It's a top four now. It's Josh Allen. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Joe Burrow and it's me. And this is how you do it. You do it by having success in the playoffs like we saw with Joe Burrow. That's how he kind of announced himself and put himself in that class, which is a very, very elite class. And I mean, everyone in that second tier would be the best quarterbacks in the NFC right now, right? So it is hard. But you're right. In the AFC, it starts with having a dude like that, right? Look at these playoffs. You can say everything you want about defense and running game and all those things. There's a reason why the top five seeds right now in the AFC are all the young, bright futures of the NFL right now. And specifically with these two dudes, you're talking about two physical dudes who look the part, who are what the prototypical quarterback has been for all these old GMs and guys like that for forever, right? Get a guy who's six foot five. Get a guy who's built like that. Except for these dudes move around a little bit better. And that'll be another key in this one. Because Trevor Lawrence will, you know, take it and run. Justin Herbert hasn't done that. Starting in that game week three after he, you know, fractured his rib cartilage, he hasn't done that. Will that make the difference in this game? Can he kind of turn the warning signs off, right, and not just go down because the coaches tell him, hey, you got a slide, you can't take any hits. He might need to take some hits in this game. He might need to. You might not want him to. I don't want because to. Because that defense...
0: <laughs> has been playing really, really well for Jacksonville. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into key matchups and talk specifically about this game and what it means, uh, what these matchups mean for this particular game. And we'll do that in just a second here. Unlocked on Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know today's show is sponsored and brought to you by BetOnline.net because it is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, which just came and went. I hope you had the Georgia Bulldogs by 54. Uh <laughs> The basketball, college basketball is going off in the NBA right now. They've got it all at Bet Online. Now, if you love sports broadcasts and podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get to your betting info. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Make sure before you make a wager, you look at Bet Online this week to see what the Saturday, Sunday, and even the Monday night game has in store. And the reason why you want to do that. Is because bet online is where the game starts. I want to tell you about something that I experienced this weekend. I was flying to uh, to and from the nation's capital, and I could go in airplane mode and I could play my new game, which is Ultimate Pro Football GM. You are going to absolutely love it. For as much grief as y'all give me about not knowing what i'm talking about when it comes to the draft ultimate football gm allows you to be a gm you can get off my back and see how well you do managing your team hiring the right coaches and coordinators setting up training trading players making high draft picks choosing bad character guys with better talent over good guys with lesser talent and see how it works out for you you can do all of that in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want when you want to. Locked on Jaguars and locked on Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps. You have to use it in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure. To check it out today, to download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. And you can also start your day with us. That's right. (laughs) Two cats here from Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Chargers talking about some key matchups. Go first. Tell me what the key matchups are from your perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, keeping it based on the quarterbacks, right, because we do get to watch the best quarterback matchup of the first weekend of the playoffs, which is very exciting. But for me, a lot has to do with the Chargers' offensive line and how they hold up. And to me, it's Jamari Sawyer and Trey Pipkins versus Arden Key and Josh Allen, right? And those are the two dudes who have been absolutely getting after it over the last two weeks. These are the guys that scare me when I'm thinking about the game plan for the Chargers. I mean, Allen has 16 pressures over the last two games, he has 11 pressures over the last two games. That's 27 pressures from two dudes. Obviously, right, the Titans and the Texans aren't two offensive lines you're writing home about. And, I mean, Josh Allen for sure has been polarizing in Jacksonville, right? Coming on at a great time for him, obviously. But this was another thing that kind of undid the Chargers in the first round, right? I mean, they lost Corey Lindsley in the game, had to put in Will Clapp, their backup center. And they also lost Rashawn Slater. They're all pro left tackle and had to put in Storm Norton, who gave up eight pressures and only 25 pass blocking snaps, and the Chargers were on their way to allowing 25, I mean, plus pressures alone in that game. It can't go like that if the Chargers want to win, right? They will have their center back, their all-pro center back. Trey Pipkins has gotten a lot better during this season, and Jamari Sawyer, the sixth-round rookie, has been a lot better than Storm Norton has ever been for the Chargers. But that is a really bad matchup for the Chargers, at least on paper.
0: I want to remind you about a guy named Trayvon Walker. He was injured the last two weeks. But Trayvon Walker is a physical beast who really, really when you watch the tape affects the game a lot more than his statistics tell you that he does. Sure. So when they go to that package where they have all three of those guys, the two you mentioned and Trayvon in the game, my point is you have to get to that package. You only get to that package with a good, Uh, good reps on first and second down if you if you never get them into a situation where it's an obvious passing situation then they keep they they prevent three of their best players from being on the field at the same time because of the way that they align up so what you really want is to get into a down and distance situation where you have those two guys Arden key as well as josh allen at edge and you want to be able to move trayvon walker around because that's where he's been best so scary. Uh, the the matchup for me is that one. You got to win first and second down. That means stopping Austin Eckler between the tackles and likely stopping Austin Eckler in the flat where he's had over 100 catches this year. I think one of the biggest Achilles heels of the Jaguars has been the linebackers guarding running backs and tight ends on shallow crosses. Therefore, if you start seeing those little drag routes working, and you start seeing anything where somebody's running across the linebackers in formation, and you see number 33, Devin Lloyd, slugging behind him, <laughs> then you know you're on to something. And that's when all of the bootlegs and the play action, that's when it really, really starts to work, and he can get himself uh, armed up to go downfield to his big wide receiver. So I'm, I'm really focused on that as well as when we're on defense, who's on the other side, who's taking advantage of Darius Williams uh one corner Tyson six 6'1 he's very very physical Darius Williams is not very big he played with the Rams last year he's 5'10 at best that means that if both of your starters start you're looking at 6'2 6'3 and 6'3 6'4 and I'm I'm trying to figure out even though he plays better outside which one of those guys is going to be lined up on him and is that who Herbert's going to take most of his chances with.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why the status of Mike Williams is so big, right? Someone who has that big physical advantage and would over Darius Williams that, you know, six foot four and a really, really good jump ball receiver. But with the back spasms that he had last week, it's kind of uncertain, right? Are you going to be willing to kind of throw him jump balls and take the chance that he's going to come down wrong and have to leave the game in this one? That's huge. I think the other thing is too, who's going to man up with Keenan Allen in the slot? I think that's a big one in this game because Keenan Allen didn't play the first time. And if you look at it on a per game basis this year, he's having Probably his best season since 2018-2019. He's been that good when he's been on the field. If you're just talking about the games where he's been able to go start to finish. No snap counts or anything like that. I mean... For the Chargers, that is, I think, where they're going to have to make a lot of their bread, especially if the Austin Eckler part of it's not working. You can't just go to an offense where you're just relying on Austin Eckler catching checkdowns, right? It's just going to be too predictable. It's going to get you in a lot of bad situations. And I liked what you said about first and second down. I think for the Chargers defense, that's a huge concern as well. I saw your show yesterday, and I think you're absolutely right on about Travis Etienne in this game because I think that is probably who would scare the Chargers the most. The Chargers have been a really, really bad run defense. In the first game, it was the James Robinson show. He had the 50-yard run. He was the one that had 100 yards in that game. Travis Etienne only ended up having 13 carries for 45 yards, a modest 3.5 yards per carry, right? That doesn't scare you. But the Chargers have given up explosive runs, and that's when they were the worst at it during that stretch, four games where they gave up at least a 40-plus-yard run to somebody, which is absolutely terrible. If the Chargers can't take care of that on first and second down, they're going to be in trouble because the Jags aren't a one-dimensional team. So even if you're able to give up big yardage to Derrick Henry or the Rams who couldn't get anything going in the passing game, if you let them go off and do what they did in the last game, what was that? Two eight-plus-minute drives in the second half for the Jaguars that absolutely demolished that Chargers defense and wore them down. If you let that be the game plan and you can't put Trevor Lawrence in those same situations where he can get a little bit uncomfortable and amy a pass potentially, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. The Jags are going to get a lot of long drives, and if you can't stop them on the in the ground, you're not getting your best players, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack involved.
0: You made a good point, and I'll remind those that did not see the podcast from yesterday. I said Travis Etienne needs a big game. I think he needs a big game because, one, they could use anything that's going to keep those pass rushers honest and keep Derwin James honest in the box instead of him being able to roam around like a center fielder, uh, which he does better than anyone in the league. It'll also make Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa have to take a little look-see before they start getting upfield. The one thing about those guys when they get a field, Trevor Lawrence has a little getaway car on his feet. He can yeah. get away from it. And he can extend drives. So I do look for the Jaguars. I'm not saying that they're going to go ahead and rush for 200 yards, but they do need to do enough on the ground to keep the Chargers honest. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give um, a key matchup. We talked about keys. The keys to victory is what we're going to discuss. Not only the keys to victory, but we're going to talk about uh we're gonna give a prediction as well as just give you a general recap of everything that we've talked about but we'll do it in just a second here on locked on Jags and locked on Chargers
1: first I have to tell you guys about the best protein bar out there I mean we are talking about quarterbacks on this show and the Chargers and Jaguars kind of have two unicorns right two guys that look the part but aren't just the stationary guys like Joe Flacco that aren't going to be able to move around a lot well I have to tell you that the unicorn of the protein bar world is Built bars because they're the Built bar the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar when you're on a diet everyone hates diets for what reason you don't get to eat the best tasting food with built bar you get the best of both worlds so as you roll out your new year's resolutions and you're trying to stay on that diet and fast and go keto whatever you're trying to do built bar works for all of those things and the best part is you get the flavors because let's be honest if it doesn't taste good i'm just not going to eat it doesn't matter how healthy it is i've tried a lot of healthy things that i just can't eat because it doesn't taste good those things don't usually come in churro flavor, right? Those things don't usually come in double chocolate, aren't made with 100% real chocolate. They don't come in chocolate, peanut butter, or all the other great flavors that Built Bar has. And that's what separates them. Not only are you getting something that tastes great, you're getting the best flavors. You're getting the variety because diets can be super monotonous. and You're not getting the best tasting things. and You're eating chicken and rice and all those things. Flavor it up a little bit. You need some flavor in that diet. Get Built Bar. They have the best flavors out there. And you can even find them at Sam's Club and Walmart. They're so easy to get now. And you can even save some money since you're listening to this extra special crossover Thursday. You can go to beltbar.com and use the promo code on 15 to get 15% off your next order at beltbar.com. All
0: right. First, listen. Locked on Jaguars. Locked on Chargers. Second, listen. Goes to Locked on Sports Today with Peter Bukowski. That's right. You're going to get the local experts from around the world of sports to tell you about all the big stories in sports. And I'm sure one of us come Saturday night or Sunday night, we'll be talking to Peter about our big advancement. Right. And Mm -hmm, one of us will be home, not talking to anybody, but (laughs) make sure you check out locked on sports today. It's free wherever you get your podcast, everywhere you get your podcast, it is free. Make sure you lock in and tap in and like, and subscribe. All right. So we recap the storylines of both of these teams, health and wealth guys uh, being able to be in place and put their best foot forward. We're not even going to talk about the 38-10 to 10 game earlier this year because both teams are different. Yeah. Everyone says that the Chargers are different. The Jaguars are different. They went through a real bad losing streak and then grew up and they had to find their way out of it. Key matchups, we've talked a lot about uh situational football, winning on first and second down, Huge. getting getting in good down-and-distance situation, and also trying to figure out when you're going to rest your defense with both of these high-octane offenses. All right. So the keys for me is, it's cliche, no turnovers, run the ball, stop the run. If you run the ball, you're unpredictable. You stop the run, you are making them one-dimensional, which gives you a chance to mix and match, and it gives you a chance to put a package on the field that has your best 11 defenders on the field as opposed to having to beef up in the middle and stop the run That to go along with this. How about you go ahead and do that first before I give my prediction. Give your uh, give your keys.
1: Yeah, I I think for you know the Chargers, Mm -hmm. your keys have a lot to do with a lot of what their losses are. And and although the two teams are different, I think the Chargers can learn from their mistakes in the first game. And if the first game this game starts like the other game started, the Chargers don't have a shot. I, I mean, I think the Jaguars have come a long enough ways since that first matchup that you're not going to be able to hang in the game, right? You could end up getting blown out if you're not careful, if you can't learn from your mistakes. I mean, the Chargers' first drive, first four drives in that first game went like this. Three and out, three and out, interception, fumble. You can't start a game worse than that. You truly can't. They had two turnovers and one first down in their first four drives of the game, and this is a big game for Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. I think that Brandon Staley has done enough, unless a wild card like Sean Payton comes in the mix, Maybe they think about switching things up. I think Steel has done enough and he's earned himself that third year. Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, I think he's coaching for his, you know, job right now. I mean, I think he, if the Chargers go down in this game 31-14, I think that dude, I don't know if there's any chance he keeps his job. Like I think this is a really, really big showcase for him. And the Chargers are gonna need it. That I I like the defense much more than I did the first two time, first time these teams. Ended up meeting up. It's been really good over the last month until last weekend. Can you fully trust it? I don't know. But this game, the offense has to come through. You're going up against these quarterbacks. It's not just the Jaguars. It's everybody in the AFC. If your game plan is not good, if you can't get off to a quick start. Hey, you played your starters for three quarters last week, right? If that wasn't to keep the rest off right and be able to start quick in this game, then what was the reason you let Mike Williams go out there and get hurt to begin with? You can't start slow in this game. That's going to be a huge thing. It's a huge key for the Chargers. And I think if you can start fast, it gets Justin Herbert in the rhythm. And then their offense is something to be trifled with, for sure.
0: The better the Jaguars opponent, it seems like the better the Jaguars play. The, the Cowboys game,
1: game, for sure. Yeah. The
0: Cowboys game. The, game that gives you the, the games that give you a bit of a heartache are where you're not afraid of the quarterback, but then sure. they do all of this other stuff like Detroit did. You do all of this other stuff. Last week they didn't have they had Josh Dobbs, but they did all of this other little stuff. Right. I prefer the Jaguars to play a team that knows that they are supremely talented at the skill positions, and that their motto is "We're coming straight forward. We ain't trying to trick you."
1: Those yeah, the no Texans game where you just get nah. The teams, teams the that usually
0: teams say game. "We're good." Here it comes. That's who the Jaguars usually play well against because they are so long and athletic, even though they're young. I'm not afraid of the Chargers. Um, I'm gonna pick the Jaguars as this team that's hot and they're on fire. You know it's gonna come to an end soon. It's not gonna come to an end this week. I'm gonna pick the Jaguars to win 34 31 against the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, I, the last time I checked on Bet Online, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, it was a pick 'em. Yeah, I mean, at some places you even have the Chargers favored, and, and it's it seems weird to me. Because the Jaguars do have better wins on their resume, right? The Chargers don't have a team like the Cowboys on their resume. The Jaguars also have more confusing losses, like the loss to the Texans, right? And, and losses like that. So it, it's interesting to see how these teams end up playing each other. The first time these teams are so different, that I don't see a, necessarily a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. Man, I mean, the expectations have changed for the Chargers. They're healthier now. They have all these dudes. They should expect to go in and win a playoff game. This is a really tough matchup. I, I think you'd still rather see the Jaguars and the Bengals, right, or the Bills or the Chiefs. But I don't think they're as far behind as, you know, many people might think they would. I think this is a really, really good Jaguars team. If I think the Chargers pull it off, that's a really, really good win for them and really good momentum to show, hey, we're here in the AFC. We can actually, you know, we're getting better. We're going in the right direction. I think they pull it off, Wig. I think the Chargers get this one. Hey, but I said that last time, right? So this time around, I'm going to go 27-24 Chargers. I'm going to trust their defense a little bit more than you are. The offense scares me a little bit, but I think they find a way to win. Both these teams are battle-tested. Both these teams have won close games this season. The Jaguars have been in playoff mode for a month, and I think that's going to help them in this one. I think it keeps it close, and I think the Chargers pull it off. All
0: right, so there you go. We're sticking true or staying true to the home team. And I can honestly tell you, this is exactly what we think. This is not us being biased or trying to kiss up to our fans. This is this sounds like real hardcore analysis here. It's a close game, man. It's a coin flip for a reason. Like I'm I'm really excited. It is. I'm excited too. Now, if you come into town, I'll buy you a tomahawk.
1: I'm not, but I'm going to take you up on that next time. Uh, No,
0: no, 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 no. You had to come this time. See, I knew you weren't coming. That's why I offered offered, to buy a a $100 Uh, steak when I know he's not coming. That's what you (laughs) do. No, that's my brother. That's my brother from another mother, Daniel Wade. And uh, we always enjoy getting together. We don't very often, but when we do, it's always a good time. It's going to be a good time to you every single day to join Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Chargers wherever you get your podcast, because it's your team every day. We always thank you for our first lesson, and we thank you today. Hopefully you enjoyed the crossover edition. Uh, We'll see what happens this Saturday night. One of us is going to be happy. One of us is not going to be so happy. But until then, Chargers and Jaguar fans, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time.